0: You're listening to the Carrie Woodham Mornings podcast from NewsTalk ZB. We thought we'd have a look at the different health policies from the various parties and get your thoughts on what would benefit you, your community, those you love the most. National announced yesterday that afterbirth hospital stays for mothers would be extended to three days, an extra twenty-four hours. That children and young people under eighteen with type one diabetes would be provided free continuous glucose monitors, and that they would increase the number of training places for psychologists and psychiatric registrars. ACT announced yesterday a medicine strategy that would require Medsafe to approve, within one week, any drug or medical device that has been approved by two foreign regulatory bodies that have the same or more robust systems compared with New Zealand. National's already announced it will allocate $280 million in ring-fenced funding to Pharmac over four years to pay for 13 cancer treatments for lung, bowel, kidney, melanoma, head and neck cancers that are funded in Australia but not in New Zealand. Labour has already promised a $1 billion for Pharmac to do with, as it wishes, and free dental care for under 30s. And what's the Greens health policy? Well, thank you for asking. Um, Top priority for them is to reconfigure our health system system towards recognising and acting on oppressive and intersecting biases. For example, racism, sexism, ableism, fatphobia, ageism, queerphobia and transphobia and the knowledge and skills required to work with affected communities such as deaf and disabled people. It's top priority for them. So which of the party's policies resonates most for you? I have to say the number of give a little pages I've contributed to recently for some gorgeous young Kiwis, young parents, you know, some in their late 30s, early 40s, terribly ill with bowel cancer and who are having to raise money for non-funded treatments to give them a fighting chance of seeing their kids get one year older. I've also heard how life-changing the continuous glucose monitors are for families. If you don't know anything about type 1 diabetes, A, lucky you, and B, you probably have no idea, I didn't, just how traumatic and life-changing it is for families. I thought it was something that you just got medicine for and you lived life pretty much as normal, but for parents of young children who have type 1 diabetes, they have to get up throughout the night to ensure that their children's blood sugar level doesn't fall to a dangerous level. So they have to set an alarm. And I, you tell me, I mean, if you're the one with a, a child with type 1 diabetes, you can tell the story far better than I. But I had no idea how impactful it was on families and how dangerous and life life-threatening type 1 diabetes can be, especially in younger children who can't manage it themselves. So I, they're very expensive too for, for a lot of families would have to fundraise or you know, rely on the kindness of strangers to get a continu- continuous glucose monitor. So I imagine that'll be life changing for some people. Three days in hospital after having a baby, I'm not so sure they'll be able to deliver on that national and whether many people will want to. I've said before it used to be a fantasy of mine that I'd have a minor accident. That would require about a week in hospital with crisp white hospital sheets and lovely, caring, attentive nurses sort of mopping my fevered brow and a vase full of daffodils and open windows and fresh air and beautiful food arriving. Well, you know, that is just that, a fantasy now. I don't, that's not what happens in hospitals now. Uh, I don't know how many hospitals would have beds for mums and babies to be able to stay for three days. Back in the day children, those of you under 40, back in the day uh, when I had my daughter in antediluvian times, um, I got a week, a room of my own, a week, there was absolutely nothing wrong with either of us, it was a perfectly straightforward birth, uh, and you got a week. loll about, receive guests, and learn how to cope with this new baby, it was absolutely brilliant. But there was time and there were beds and there was staff and I just don't think that's the case these days. They've been bribing women to leave hospital early for years because of bed and staff shortages. Remember 15 odd years ago they were offering women a month's supply of disposable nappies if they'd bugger off and take their baby with them. Some women are turned around within a matter of hours. So I'm not sure they'd be able to deliver on three days and I'm not entirely sure Families would want to be there for three days. For more from Kerry Woodham Mornings, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.